0: Yeah. I'd like to start off this podcast much like the hit movie uh, Krampus Begins, which is with a entire rendition of a classic Christmas song that you didn't even realize you've never heard all the way through until you hear it. It's it's
1: Bing Crosby's It's Beginning to Look a Little Like Christmas, right? His version of it?
0: Yeah, no, it is. Hi, this is the Great American Stream. My name's Devin Wright. My name's Adam O'Connell. My point is... Nobody knows how that song ends. Like, obviously, you hear it all the way through and it just kind of goes through. But if it comes on Music, music Choice, the, the TV channel that your Nana has on the TV, <laughs> and you go, oh, yeah, I like this song. Uh, you know, you're singing it. You're yeah. loving it. But then by the end of the song, you've, you've checked out. You started <laughs> to talk to your, to your uncle about the big game. And nobody realizes that that song is like four minutes long.
1: I guess not. I always think of the other... What's that guy's name? Andy something who sings it. Where the ending goes... The ending goes, Christmas, 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 Christmas. That's how that one ends, but I don't know about the big crossword. I like how it it has
0: a kind of Cameron Macintosh, Alan Menken, Broadway bump at the end. Yeah.
1: It's the holiday season. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's the holidays. It's not... Christmas is sat. When this episode comes out, Christmas will be sat. Well, Christmas is Saturday no matter what, but when this episode comes out, <laughs> it will be next Saturday.
0: Christmas- <laughs> it will be a Saturday yeah. coming up, is what it will be.
1: Um, And uh, I thought we'd dedicate our holiday special uh, this year to somebody who I don't think got enough respect the first time we talked about him. I agree. Let's revisit this fun friend. Yeah, he was kind of a blip and I remember back in our Christmas special last year um and I mentioned that uh we wouldn't do a full up with like Krampus was going to get a full episode but instead he didn't. Yeah. No, now he's going to get one. Now he's going to get one. our and podcast specifically
0: going to get one. He's specifically going to get one through the lens of the Incredible 2015. 2015, Krampus? yeah. Uh because, oh, my God, Adam. OK, so to set the scene for y'all, whenever yeah. Adam asks me to watch a movie, I'm usually like, OK, when am I going to fit this in? And I've, am I going to make Ezra watch it with me? Uh, you know, I want to be on for it. I want to be paying attention. And I'll be honest, gang, wasn't really looking forward to Krampus, the <laughs> 2015 movie. But I, I did find a belief in Santa and a love of Christmas and the holidays in my family. Mm -hmm. in this film oh and also of incredible production design uh a way too killer cast for what this is (laughs) and an actually really funny script guys this movie slaps this This, this is an
1: excellent movie
0: it's so good and i think what we'll find is best about it is that it's pg-13 it's
1: it's the people's horror movie it's the people's christmas horror movie it's the people's this one's for the kids. Yeah, um, they got one f bomb in there, just one. It's only one. Just one. They also got a mother fudger in there. Which
0: yeah, I uh, I love a good fudge. Um, you know,
1: <laughs> we're gonna talk more about the movie later in the uh, the script. Uh, but before, then, uh, I think we need to talk about the the, the man, the man behind the, the, the film, the terrifying history of. The holiday season's the sexiest go The beast behind demon. the
0: man behind the film about yeah. the beast behind the man.
1: Yeah. Um, and full disclosure, I wrote this outline, at, <laughs> hopped up on Dayquil with 101 fever for my booster shot, and I'm still kind of coming down from that, so okay. sorry. Um, so let's talk about the man.
0: Guys, you can't see it. He's he's <laughs> he's blasting 5G waves out I, of his eyeballs.
1: I am in pajamas. Um, I'm super bass boosted. But anyway... Um, so, uh, the man Krampus, who is he? Um,
0: (laughs) you know him, you love him. Just kidding. Um, You don't know him yet. That's the point of this podcast. So yes,
1: we did talk about him in our Christmas creatures episode, but, uh, he's perhaps the most famous frightening Christmas creature. Um, so Krampus is a figure from pre-Christian Alpine folklore, which is like, we're basically talking about the kind of Bavaria area, the Bavaria area, if you will. Um, the
0: Bavaria. Yeah, you could just say the Bavaria. Yeah, but you know.
1: that's but it's already called Bavaria, so you gotta call it the Bavaria. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Can we call it
0: the if? Wait. Oh, no, I was going to go for above, above area, area, but there's no, there's no joke that goes with Bav. Please go on.
1: Okay. Uh, but mostly Austria. That's typically where most of the Krampus lore okay, comes well, from.
0: Okay. Well, okay. Stop me there. Yeah. Bavaria, Austria, two different points. Well, d- two different things. I'm talking Bavaria about the general. Is a state in Germany. <laughs> and okay. So we're kind of in the Salzburg, but, yeah. Bavaria. But, oh, I'm talking slash. about,
1: like, not Bav- Bavaria before, like, because we're talking pre Christianity. B- Bavaria,
0: the prince bavaria the oh, so the ger- germanic tribe yeah basically <laughs>
1: okay um so he is the assistant of saint nicholas and is meant to punish the naughty children uh, while saint he's nicholas kind of a bernard figure bernard like from the santa claus yeah he's kind of a bernard <laughs> i don't think you that's what bernard? bernard's job was in that movie <laughs> I think it was, but okay. Um, Agree to disagree, I guess. So, uh, while Saint Nicholas rewards the good ones with gift, he is a horned half goat, half man. uh, Usually depicted as very hairy, uh, usually brown or black. Uh, Bernard, and he has a forked tongue and fangs. uh, Typically standing, that's all Bernard. (laughs) That's Bernard all the way down. Yeah, typically standing like seven, eight feet tall, six feet tall, and super strong. (laughs) Seven feet tall and with goat <laughs> horns. Um, so he carries chains that are thought to uh, symbolize the binding of the devil and will thrash them for dramatic effect. Sometimes he puts bells on the chain to make it Ooh, that's a little fun. fancier.
0: Um, I love I love a Christian figure. I mean, you know, pre-Christian. Yeah. So this was a pre-Christian tradition that then got kind of folded in. Yeah, we'll talk about to, that in a second. Right. So I love a of folkloric figure especially in Christianity who for all intents and purposes looks like a demon but for some reason is not like this guy loves saint nick he loves god and jesus <laughs> don't be don't be frightened by the way he looks he <laughs> loves the good holy book you know like that's him yeah
1: um he also carries around the Rutan, which is like a satchel of birch rods uh, which he uses to hit naughty children uh, also he sometimes appears with a whip uh, so it, it'll Hot. vary. <laughs> um, and he also sometimes appears with a basket strapped to his back to cart off children for drowning, eating, or transporting to hell. I guess that's, uh, if, that's so he, if you're, like, really bad. Like, if you're normal naughty, you get hit with birch sticks. Yeah. But what do you have or, to do to get carted off to hell by Krampus?
0: Yeah, maybe maybe he never means to transport a kid to hell. Maybe, like, he has his list of errands. Like, he brings the kid to the laundromat while laundromatting, he drowns the children but sometimes <laughs> while he's folding his clothes he forgets to drown the child child ends up with the folded linens in the basket and then they go down to hell and he's like ah dang it I, I think brought a dang the, dang kid down here again that's
1: the plot of the movie Elf kind of
0: <laughs> okay so you're gonna attack me for my my bringing up of Bernard no but I'm right is the thing to pull that.
1: no the thing is that, that's that I'm right <laughs> that's that's cool how that works <laughs> Um, so the Krampus folklore is thought to have begun with pagan winter solstice rituals far before yes. Christianity and far before St. Nicholas existed. He was his own thing. Um, there's some debate as to who he, who he was before he was with St. Nicholas. Uh, one is that he is the son of hell, the Norse God of the underworld. This is debated. Not everybody okay. agrees with this folklore. Um, he also has origins tied to the Yule Goat, which is a tradition that Love also that. has origins in ancient pagan festivals. Uh, a popular theory is that the celebration of the goat is connected to worship of the two of the Norse god Thor, who rode uh, in the sky in a chariot drawn by two goats. And so the Yule Goat, like the function of the Yule Goat as a, a symbol of the holiday season, has changed throughout the years. Uh, sometime in the 17th century, it became a part of like the Wassailing tradition. So when like when you go Wassailing. Uh, you get yeah, drunk and you, as we do, you run around town, you sing songs, you play pranks on people. Uh, kind of like Mari Lervon situation. Vaughn uh, yeah. situation. We just as humans enjoy getting trashed and walking around being a public nuisance. Um, we but don't so,
0: sail anymore.
1: No, we don't sale anymore. I mean, like during Pride, I would
0: say that's wa-sailing. That Most gays are basically wassailing. Yeah. But we don't do it without a like get the boys together and go sailing. yeah don't me and the get boys. the boys together get me and the, who get the <laughs> me and who get the various uh lgbt t- trans and gender nonconforming <laughs> friends together and go
1: sailing. um so when in uh the 17th century uh, during the Wassailing tradition, men would dress up as different characters that related to the holiday, uh, and the Yule Goat was one of these characters. And sometimes the Yule Goat we depicted as like frightening, like he was the scary part of the group. Why do you
0: always get to be the Yule Goat, bro? <laughs> You're the Yule Goat for the past five years, bro. I just want to be the Yule Goat. So, You're making me be Sausage Swiper, the Yule Lad, and the, I want to be the Yule Goat.
1: Oh, by the way, a couple nights ago was the first night of um of their of their um. What are the they Yule called lads, again the Yule Lads? Kind of yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple nights ago was the first night of the lads, so I hope whatever night you're on you're enjoying him. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope that your sausages remain unswiped. Yeah. Um so this is also perhaps where Krampus as like a legend came from, uh, from the Yule goat. Um, So with the spread of Christianity, Krampus became associated with Christmas uh, because, you know, yes. Yule gets associated with Christmas. Therefore, Krampus did. Yeah. Despite the efforts of the Catholic Church, who tried really hard to ban Krampus from like the Germanic and the Alpine areas. You can't keep that boy down. You can't keep a boy down.
0: I, you know, they've probably tried to do that with trees too. They were like, stop it. That's the Saturnalia. You guys are messing it up. Please stop putting trees in your house. It's a fire hazard. And people yeah. are just like, you know what? Screw you, dad. 100%. Dad being
1: the Pope. <laughs> papa. <laughs> the, the papa. The, the, the dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, sorry, I lost uh, Okay, so this is kind of where he became the bad cop to St. Nicholas's good cop. That's essentially his function. And in basically, in a lot of cultures outside the United States, Santa has friends that he brings along. He doesn't do all the work himself. Not elves, yeah. Yeah, not just elves, though. Like, we talked about them, the Christmas creatures. Like, there's Yolakatorin, the Yule Cat. Uh, there's uh, 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 Perfotard, the... Uh, uh, the French guy who I think eats children. Yeah. Uh, it's been a Their while. Stinky
0: Jim. Yeah. In Australia. <laughs> and he stinks. It's his um. thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, America loves to make uh, children and adults alike uh, believe in a thing, despite it being physically impossible. Example one, Santa being able to deliver all the presents without help of various other mystical creatures who are also very fun and don't get included. Number two, the benefits of capitalism to the working class
1: <laughs> if if america had their own version of like a krampus or a bad cop for santa wh- what would we create
0: uh it would be a corporate mascot it would probably be grimace
1: <laughs> imagine santa and grimace what, would, on the grimace, what would grimace do to the naughty children or or would he Santa handle st- the naughty
0: children and Grimace would I take over. Love that idea, but no, I think that Grimace would subs- subsume them into his massive flesh okay. becoming stronger with each child devoured. You hear that, kid? Which is already actually the fiction of Grimace in the kind of McDonald's mythos. That's already his thing. You hear that, kids? He's like and adults? <laughs> Beware. You hear that? Grimace is coming for you, baby. Get your booster shot.
1: Um, so, uh, in about the 1890s, uh, Krampus kind of entered pop culture outside of the traditions through Krampus Cardin, which we also talked about in the Christmas Creature episode. Um, but so Krampus Cardin was, uh, an alternative to traditional Christmas cards. which started in England in the 19th century, um, with, uh, from the company Courier and Ives, which is why we sing a picture print from Courier and Courier
0: and Ives. I'm pretty sure I sang this, yeah. said
1: the same fun fact last episode, but it's a very good fun fact. You're
0: full of fun facts, I'm, Adam. That's I'm something tra- I love about that's you. That's why
1: like when I'm I'm like watching a movie with somebody and they're like, Hey, shush. I'm like, no, I have a fun fact. No.
0: <laughs> Do, did you know that that person was? Yeah.
1: Um, anyway, so Krampus Carden was an alternative take on that. And they were meant to be sent to naughty children. Uh, and uh, they would say Gruz von Krampus or greetings from Krampus and would depict Krampus in various states of uh, beating children and tossing them good. in baskets yes. and, sending them to hell and stuff. Uh, but also uh, there were some other takes on it. Like they became kind of this humor thing where there were all these yeah. Krampus cards depicting women. Uh, one of them, like him proposing to women in some Krampus is a large uh, woman whipping tiny men with her birch sticks and then carrying them off in yes. her satchel. Feminism. Uh, or one, there's one of this like smiling woman dangling Krampus uh, in the air, holding his bundle of birch sticks behind her back. Uh, Rosie the Riveter who? Yeah, we kind of got into some stuff here, gang. Um, And interesting, the Krampus tradition was actually made illegal in Austria starting in 1932, made prohibited by the fascist Dolphus regime. Uh, and yeah,
0: he was just when you thought you could start getting along with fascists, they get was, rid of Krampus.
1: He was banned for quite a while or at least heavily discouraged. In the 1950s, the government distributed pamphlets titled Krampus is an evil man, which is like I get they were trying to. Yeah.
0: But, but like, isn't that the thing? Fronts. Krampus is. But th- also incorrect. <laughs> not evil. He's an amazing person. And he's also not a man. He's a yeah.
1: guy. Um. However, towards the end of the century, a popular resurgence of Krampus traditions occurred and continues today. It really kind of got its resurgence. The reason that we still do it is because like the late 80s and 90s and stuff. Um, And Krampus was exposed to North America around the turn of the millennium, probably around 2004, when art director and graphic designer uh, Monty Beauchamp uh, published a book of Krampus cards and helped organize an art show inspired by the cards Um, and people Americans went hey check hey look at this fella
0: (laughs) hey I like this guy
1: hey what's this guy's deal um hey we have a whole tradition of cryptozoology let's get him in the yeah come on in Krampy. um so the celebration around Krampus is uh is called Krampusnacht uh so the feast of Saint Nicholas is celebrated in parts of Europe on the 6th of December that's the more kind of christian i mean i almost said the more christian version of christmas the more saint version of christmas right it's uh, the actual feast it's yeah. the feast day yeah um it's celebrating the actual saint nicholas as opposed to baby jesus um so on the night before the 5th of december uh, is krampus night or krampus knocked uh, where people dress up as krampus and roam the streets um in the great Good tradition of of scaring children into behaving um and kids will leave their boots outside, and if they are naughty, Krampus will fill them with coal. Uh, and sometimes, accompanying Saint Nicholas, Krampus will visit homes and businesses and scare children. Uh, and unlike, Why does he visit businesses? I've, Why are there
0: children at businesses? Yeah,
1: unlike North, <laughs> unlike North American versions of Santa Claus and these celebrations, Saint Nicholas only concerns himself with the good children. Does not give the time oh, of God. day to the bad children. Krampus is God. Sorry out. to these.
0: Covered. Sorry to these men's.
1: Yeah. Um, the another Krampusnacht celebration is the Krampuslauf or literally Krampus run. Uh, and this is when we uh. think of Krampus knock, the pictures we see of like the parade of with the men and torches, that's Krampuslauf. Um people dress up as Krampus in these really intricate costumes made of like real fur and like carved wooden masks and stuff and light torches and get blasted and roam the streets scaring and chasing people.
0: Listen, Ezra never listens to this podcast, but legally he's not allowed to listen to this one because if he hears about Krampuslav and looks up the costumes, he will disappear and never come yeah. back. He will become well, Krampus.
1: Well, I'm, I'm going to say it later in the thing, but uh, there's a Krampus knocked in L.A.
0: Oh, no. I think you missed oh, it, no. but...
1: Uh, oh yeah, you we can look it, up. it. Uh, But so uh, it's traditional to offer Krampus a schnapps when you see him, uh, which That's leads why to yeah, leads to most of the yeah. Krampus is being wasted. It is a night of complete and utter chaos. Um, Good for them. In North America, the event is toned down a little bit. It's not quite as feral as it is in like Austria and Germany. Um, But Krampus events are now held in cities across North America annually, including Washington, D.C., L.A., Toronto, San Francisco, Chicago, Philadelphia, and Dallas. I have to imagine that Krampusnacht Philadelphia is something else. I. People are going to die. Yeah. You know. He has also appeared in a lot of Western media, including film, television shows, video games, uh, and perhaps most notably in recent years, uh, the 2015 uh, horror comedy Krampus uh, directed by Michael Derty, which is what I made Devin watch. And it's so good guys
0: it is like I I wasn't expecting a, a bunch but what I what I wasn't expecting mostly was anything of value. In this film other than probably The design of Krampus like I was like You can't really screw that up It's good from start to finish There's like art going on because it's PG-13 you like You All of the uh, Bad stuff has to happen In in subtle ways That Uh like don't get bloody Or gory so you have all of these crazy Creatures that are incredibly well designed That look like Island of Misfit toys like Understudies (laughs) uh, understudies
1: <laughs> the cast on this yeah. Flick. So this movie stars Adam Scott, Tony Collette, and David Koechner, Um Which is like Tony, Tony Colette Collette
0: <laughs> is serving in this film when she has that that shot after uh, the boy goes up, the girl goes up the fireplace. Yeah, and it's just slowly pushing in on her. She's selling it. Good but for also her. like Alison Tolman. Yeah, is really good. Conchata Ferrell, who is in like. Mr. Deeds and other Mm. stuff like I love her I couldn't believe She was in this like It's guys it's an
1: incredible Cast and they're all Giving yeah Adam Scott Does a fantastic job In this movie you can tell That he was like
0: excited to do this flick yeah like, that his agent was like maybe not krampus and he's like maybe actually Krampus. <laughs> yeah
1: so the movie was written and directed by michael doherty who brought us trick-or-treat which is one of my favorite horror movies ever um and he's just yeah, in general he also
0: did uh godzilla versus kong yes he did him. um yeah I, I
1: don't was it versus kong or was it one of the other godzillas yeah no he did king of the monsters and got and kong nice um yeah, but uh he's one of my favorite horror creators just because I think the tone of his movies is excellent, and which is weird because that's one yeah. of the points of criticism people say about Krampus is that the tone is weird. I enjoy it, I think it's great. I
0: I think it's it nails the exact tone that you want from a Christmas themed horror movie. Yeah. Like where you know it's gonna end okay. Exactly. At, at least, like you know that it's going to be silly at times you know it's going to like lean into those like for some reason christmas horror is the perfect horror movie because well, it like it it puts it knits together all the stuff that you want from like a horror movie that like you would show a kid like genuinely this is a great mm-hmm. pg13 horror movie that like for a young teenager you want the the lesson of the horror movie to be like be friendly don't you know be love your family. Like yeah, that, this movie does it really well. It, it
1: it's set up exactly like a regular Christmas movie. It's like Home Alone, yes. like a Christmas story. Like it's set up exactly like that. Um, yeah, uh, which I think is why I think other Christmas horror movies like Black Christmas, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I don't consider those Christmas movies. I consider Cramp as a Christmas Ooh. movie. It feels like a Christmas movie.
0: Yeah, when people are annoying and they're like, Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie. Mm-hmm come back at them and say that Krampus, Krampus is your Krampus is a Christmas movie.
1: movie. Yeah. Krampus is a horror movie, but it's also a Christmas movie. Um yes. so if you haven't seen it, we're going to spoil a bunch of it, sorry. Uh in the film, a dysfunctional family of squabbling causes a young boy to lose his festive spirit and doing so unleashes the wrath of Krampus, who lays siege to the neighborhood and kidnaps everyone he knows and loves. Uh it is
0: yeah. Well, we also we also have to say he doesn't Okay. It's not just that, like, he loses his festive spirit and so Krampus shows up. Mm-hmm. He specifically writes a letter to Santa and th- then crumples it up and throws it out the window, which apparently, if you want to get a letter to Santa, you put it in the mailbox. Yeah. And you put the flag up and the USPS person comes and they get it to where it needs to go.
1: 2020 Candy Cane Lane or whatever. You send you
0: to get a letter to Krampus. You gotta get real angry, crumple it up, and throw it out of a snowy window. Yeah.
1: Um. So it's very much a horror comedy, and like I said, its tone is something that was criticized, as well as the twist ending, which I I kind of agree about the weird twist ending, but whatever. No, I love Um, it. We'll talk about it later. I'm so into Um, it. In general, it did really well, grossing over sixty-one million dollars against a fifteen million budget, which is pretty pretty darn solid.
0: 15 million for the amount of like there's not a ton of cg in this Mm -hmm. film like a lot of it is practical which is incredibly impressive yeah but the visual effects are really good like in that very silly finale the ground starts to crack open and it's good like it doesn't look there like it looks good the the most obvious cg is the particle effects on the snow but you, we can't do that yet. Right, we don't yeah. have that tech yet.
1: Um, the concept was first formulated in 2011. Michael Duarte said that he'd always wanted to do a Christmas horror movie, but unsure what he wanted it to be about. Um, and I agree. Christmas horror movies tend to be really hit or miss for me with a lot of clunkers and only a few gems. I think they're very hard to do because they feel gimmicky. But yeah, he got the idea when one of his friends sent him an e-card with Krampus on it, and he said it was, quote, love at first sight. <laughs> E cards. Yeah. 2011, baby. E cards. Um, I love this movie. I really do. I know some people would have preferred if it took itself a little more seriously because the thing about the Krampus legend is it's not supposed to be funny. Like people make jokes, right. but like it's not, it's treated as a very, like an actively scary thing. Um, So right. I guess some I mean, people would have preferred. Depending on when we're that.
0: talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, depending on when we're talking about though, because like Krampus cartoon is. It's silly. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the modern tradition is silly. Yeah. So, like, it's not Michael's fault. Right. Mr. Doherty. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. But I think it reminds me, A, so much of a Christmas, like, a classic 80s Christmas movie, but also a classic yes. 80s monster movie, and it's a home invasion movie.
0: Yeah, it it is Home Alone mixed with, uh, like, a Christmas story somehow. Yeah. And then, like any monster movie
1: yeah it's it's really great and the visual effects really really sell it yeah um there's some amazing creature design in this movie uh that i want to go through and talk about they're done almost like Devin was saying they're done almost entirely with puppets animatronics and actors in costume uh some cg effects were used but most of what you saw is practical um starting with krampus uh some of his uh effects and movement were cg like him jumping from building to building the first time he appears uh he was also a completely finished and functional suit, uh, and he was performed Ugh. by Luke Hawker. Uh, and Krampus is incredibly frightening and very well-designed, incorporating elements of both his original folklore, like the bells and the chains, as well as new concepts, like Krampus having the big beard and wearing the fake Santa suit, um, which is not yeah, typically and a thing. a weird face. Yeah, also. well... If you look at the concept art as well as uh, Weta Workshops, it, um, who did the visual effects, uh, their original statuette, it appears as if that's Krampus- what I was looking up. Yeah, it's
0: insane. If you don't know Weta, they are like they did uh, Lord of the Rings. It's like the big one. Like all of the their revolutionary yeah it's it's insane that they did this stupid little movie yeah
1: and if you look at their concept art it seems as if krampus is wearing like a skin mask to hot like stretched over an obviously non-human skull uh to like hide his like monstrous form which is wild and i like a lot he is less goatish than maybe he's got the horns but really doesn't really have a lot of other goat stuff going on
0: yeah i think what they're going for i mean uh The grandmother who only speaks German, which,
1: hey. Until she needs to give exposition.
0: (laughs) Right. But she signed up. You signed up to watch a movie called Krampus. Of course, you're going to have a German character who explained who Krampus was. But also you. I still. I have such a thing. Sometimes there are subtitles and sometimes there are not. And you can tell that there aren't going to be subtitles when one of the characters translates for her. Choose one or the other. Either have a character Mm. always be translating for this woman or have has subtitles all the but time. The idea, right, was that she said that it's the ghost of St. Nicholas, which I think is why it's like Krampus has more Santa.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That skin like he is Santa, like like that. The idea of Santa, St. Nicholas and Krampus came from the same being mm. doing both things, I think is the idea. Um, but also Not that, that, that the
1: scene where she does speak English and goes into the backstory. It's a fake stop motion sequence is one of my favorite sequences in the whole movie.
0: You got to like, like, oh, uh, you got like a Deathly Hollows Tale yeah. of Three Brothers. It's, it's not even real stop motion,
1: but it looks like it. No,
0: it's so good. Yeah.
1: Um, I like the, the the other figures, except for for the grandma, were done using like cardboard shadow puppets. Uh, but she is CG. Then they made her they they animated her so she would look like she was stop motion. Oh, uh, is awesome. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about my favorite creature in this movie, which is Derek Clown, the jack-in-the-box. Oh, my God. I think yeah. is the best creature in the entire movie. This thing is horrifying. Um, it's this massive snake-like jack-in-the-box that was, again, entirely practical, including the part yes. where his like jaw unhinges, all practical.
0: That's insane. You can kind of tell it's it's practical in the specific shots when you're only seeing its, like, spring body. Yeah. Like when you're only seeing where you're like, there's some dudes in there. (laughs) I can see the dudes in there. It's so cool. Uh, But it's so charming. I was
1: watching videos the way they do it, because what's, I think, really interesting is that if you think of the way his body is, it's got this, like, big accordion-like, and it's huge body, and then it kind of bends up to its, like, upright form where its head is. And the way they did that, because it's kind of, like, bobbing back and forth on its axis as if it's a jack-in-the-box, and the way they did that is that they had, like... So a performer like in a green screen suit behind it, who had like a strap, and was so that the actor in the Jack in the Box suit could like fall forward and let their weight go, and then they would be and pulled back. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looked great. That's um, really cool. It is absolutely grotesque. The reveal of it when it's swallowing a child is a nightmare. Tony Collette acts the shit out of it, but it's a nightmare. God, she does. Tony Collette, why uh, Why were you in this film? But
0: thank you for being in this film,
1: you it, know? Yeah, and it, it this thing is a nightmare. Um, my favorite part... Like, of th- Adam Scott is having fun. Yeah,
0: Tony Collette, Collette, Collette is
1: acting. Tony Collette is acting. And one of my favorite parts of the film is when uh, the elves... Who I don't even put in this outline because the elves are insane looking um they're so cool uh but when the elves break in and they like save the jack in the box and the jack in the box gives one of the elves like this weird scary hug
0: yeah oh my god because they're friends like yeah. they established that like krampus and his gang are like there to have fun and be friends with each other yeah while punishing everyone else
1: um and uh, not only like the way it moved with the bobbing and the slither, but like because it's portrayed by a real person, it allows for these quick, sharp movements uh, like when Tom yeah. first tries to shoot it and it dodges out of the way, which is very off-putting because it, it suddenly starts moving very quickly, but not in like a weird I, CG way and like a, the way that an actual thing would.
0: yeah and there's a lot of guns in this film I find it so I almost started to make a list of the one liners I was so in love with mm-hmm. but like there were too many of them so I just stopped because like the like who get uh, the USPS man comes to the front door and is like here's some presents and they're like oh that too and it's like this weird bag yeah. of random gifts and then uh, the char- one of the characters goes like oh who gave us all this free stuff and then his wife goes probably the democrats <laughs>
1: Um, one of my favorite moments in this whole movie that really makes me laugh heartily every time it happens is after the elves break in I think it's Aunt uh, Aunt Dorothy gets like yeeted out the window or whatever by one of the elves and it makes this ridiculous sound effect of like a slide whistle when she flies out the window (laughs) and then it cuts to Adam Scott who goes ah great
0: (laughs) yeah it it literally pauses the movie to let her have a comedic death Mm -hmm. like like, it's supposed to be scary. The elves are, like, invading the home and taking everybody. The they wind take is the whipping baby. in and everything's getting cold. Yeah, take the baby. And this woman goes, Phew. goes like, ah, beans.
1: Then that has got ah, great. It's so funny. Um, uh, I can't remember what we're talking about now. Oh, um, yeah, I think the Jack in the Box is the best creature in this whole movie, although I did find when I was researching that apparently some people on DeviantArt in this movie came out used to be horny for the Jack in the Box Jail, prison, even all of you. I jail.
0: You know we need to let them have this jail.
1: <laughs> no. Um. Anyway, uh, I also uh Perchta, the cherub, which is a little angel that she en- uh, encounters in the attic, is a really cool creature. I love that named thing. after Frau Perchta, the other like Germanic Christmas yeah evil person um hell yeah she's also pretty much entirely practical being both a puppet and an animatronic uh and she is that's a amazing looking uh piece right there it moves so well and it's oh, so yeah. freaky same thing with uh teddy like... the the bear is one of my yes. other favorite creatures because he's just a puppet and he looks great
0: yeah i what i liked about Perkta is that she looks like if uh a scary doll, a scary clown doll killed Hedwig and used its body.
1: Oh, so that's a cool. Thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I like the teddy bear too, because it's just a puppet and it moves super duper well. Um, there's also the gingerbread men who are entirely CG, <laughs> but man, are they, are they delightful?
0: <laughs> yeah, but they're fun.
1: Uh, they were supposed to be they the want, three stages. You can tell they
0: wanted to merchandise those babies.
1: And one, you know, one of the voice actors for the gingerbread man, Seth Green. I, I, Seth
0: Green, the uh, uh, he was in one of the uh, he was in Scooby Doo, films. Yes, yeah, he was also uh, Mantis in uh, the Kung Fu Panda
1: film. Oh, that I didn't know. A little fun thing for you. Uh, I remember him. See, from, I have fun facts too. I remember him from being in the second Scooby Doo movie as the museum curator mm. and Linda Cardellini's love interest. Um, but uh, yeah, I love this movie and like. Is it, you know, super scary? Not really, but it doesn't matter. It's a Christmas movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are moments where the film pauses to contemplate what it's doing. And it and it has like a classic horror thing where you're like, if I was in the dark watching this movie Like, in a theater, it would be kind of spooky. The entire opening sequence of the the mall Santa and the music, it gets unsettling. Yeah. Like, it goes on that long. Also,
1: what I like is that, you know, all the other creatures kind of get their comedic moments, but Krampus is always played entirely straight, as are the elves, pretty much, and they're the scariest creatures in the movie, so.
0: Yeah, for sure. And as silly as the ending is...
1: I think it's spooky. Yeah. I mean, how that's my thing is like, how else were you going to end it? Right. Like you weren't going to kill the I, whole family. Like, that would be way too dark.
0: Like. Right. But you also can't have it be completely perfect and everything's OK yeah. because then it's not a horror movie at all. Exactly. So like the second you come back, you see like that haze over the thing. Then you see the gift box. And you're like, it's going to be the bell. I know this. Yeah. And that's exciting. Like when you're able with a movie like this, that. I don't think it was aiming to be scary. And I also don't think it was aiming to be like this perfect, like heartfelt <laughs> Christmas movie. It seems like the kind of movie that Mr. M- Michael himself put together in a way that somebody actually watching it can be like, oh, I think this is going to happen. Oh, it did. That's so cool. Like, it feels like a little puzzle. It's at fun. The end you're like, it's such I got a good right. watch.
1: If you're looking for so a new holiday movie this season, watch Krampus. Hey, watch Krampus. It's great. Stop the podcast. <laughs> Just go watch it, even though we've spoiled it for you. Uh although we didn't spoil everything. Um no, we spoiled we a lot what for you. Was. Uh, yeah. But go watch it anyway. It is so fun. It's it's a gut buster. It's a knee slapper.
0: It it Krampus will come out of the TV and slap your dang knee.
1: <laughs> um
0: anyway. Yeah. Hey. Little a little a little short one for Krampus. Yeah, hey, for your little presents. holiday
1: break. Go make some cookies.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Great American Scream. If you enjoyed, please leave a rate and review on iTunes and a follow on Spotify. You can also share it straight to social media from Spotify. So please do that if you enjoy. But the best way to spread the word about the show is to tell a friend. So please do so. Anybody who likes Christmas and also spooky stuff, you tell them, have I got a podcast for you and also a movie,
1: but podcast first. Yeah. And I... <laughs> Adam, can you fit for our social media, please? I can. You can check us out on Facebook at The Great American Scream or much more frequently on Twitter and Instagram at Great Scream Pod. Um, You know what? If you've ever been to a Krampus Noct, I want pictures. Tweet us pictures of you at Krampusnacht, uh, yeah. Or tell us uh, what you think of the 2015 Krampus movie. Uh, you can tweet at us or post using the hashtag TGAS. And as always, uh, if there's something you'd like to hear about on the show, make a post or tweet at us because your suggestion may become a topic for a future episode.
0: Yes. Special thank you goes out to Michael Segudo for the intro disclaimer and Stevie Viola for the intro and outro music. You can find him on Twitter and YouTube and a super special thank you over on patreon.com slash screen pod to the patrons on the level of man in the fields or higher for just a few bucks a month. You can get early access to episodes as well as some behind the scenes content Special thank you to Regina, Ben, Gail, Joyce, Melinda, and Chris. I've been Devin
1: Wright. I've been Adam O'Connell. And just a reminder, we're going to be off next week for the holiday season. We will see you all after the new year. Uh, thank you so much for listening through this year. Uh, we so appreciate it. We love you guys very much. Uh, we will see you after the new year. Go get vaccinated. Go get your booster shot. Please be safe this holiday season.
0: Happy holidays. Woo. See you after the new year. Christmas.